This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds. And they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only thing left to say is, Georgie, check for Dadsy. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. <laughs> only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery free in terms supply. See mcdonalds.com. Leicester City have a penalty kick in the sixth minute of injury time. Injury time. Injury time. Look out, takes. Almunia saves. Look out, follows in. Almunia saves again. And now what? Listening to the Do Not Scratch Your Eyes podcast. I'm Justin. I'm Carl. And I'm Peter. And well, I think this could be a bumper edition, perhaps. Let's see. Our last podcast, we covered uh, a meeting that uh, all three of us went to a couple of weeks ago, which dealt with match day operations. Peter and I discussed this on the podcast. Unfortunately, you weren't available, Carl. There's a lot come out of that, an awful yeah. lot come out. Of that. Some yeah. of the stuff we've had back, holy hell. So I think, first of all, it would be right to get your take on the evening, Cole, because me and Peter did that. How do you think the meeting went? Uh, I've, I've got to be honest. Uh, how do I put this constructively here? I, I think it showed everything that I know these people to be, which is dinosaurs stuck in their ways, not willing to change. Fans are at the very bottom of any decision that's made it's we were quoted with the, the guy's name escapes me because he pissed me off so much but he just had a load oh, of books Ian. Ian, yeah thank you yeah uh he had uh, a load of books and stuff like that and then he had the uh, audacity to quote hillsborough and bradford and all these football disasters which on their own merit are horrific horrific things but please don't put it in perspective of what's going on at our club and, and, it, and it's not that and it's the wording that they use my football ground my this my like that says a lot to me and, and i've dealt with andy jenkins personally on a few issues and my current situation i was actually the bristol city game by a few people my, my current situation is that you can make as many excuses up for What's the words it when used? We'll speak to them. We'll, we'll speak to them. We'll speak to them. Mm. He's not going to. He's not going to speak to them. He, he left that, and nothing's changed. He's not going to speak to them because this is a private company that they've employed to do a job for, as he says himself, peanuts. They don't care. They don't care what what impact they have on a match day experience because that's not part of their remit. It's, it's not the situation where we had people that we used to know, especially in the family stands, used to go in there. We were on first name terms with the, the stewards. 
you yeah. built that rapport, you built that, that that customer service if you want to go that far, but that's non-existent. And just going to the Bristol City game, how it was organised, how lovely the stewards were. And I'm not just saying this because I've got this vendetta against Watford. I haven't. I, I, I really want, what I really want is for these people that are in this position of authority to actually look at the situation and look at how bad the experiences are that these that, that fans are having. Some of the stuff that's come out is, without beating around the bush, it chills the blood. Yeah, chills the blood. The police should be involved with some of the stuff that yes. we're hearing. It's fucking unreal. It really is. And for somebody to sit there and deny it and just like blush, brush it off that it's it it doesn't matter and uh, we're we're here to keep you safe and that's all. I'm like, you're not listening, Andy. You're not listening. The club, I I, I and I'm Pete said this a, a, a few times and I know you have as well. And I, I'm a massive believer of this. There are genuinely, generally good people at this football club that want to do the best, but they are powerless because this blockage of this certain management people that are, are there to to rule over us and, and make decisions on our behalf without talking to anyone. And, and quite honestly, to answer the question eventually, after I've got that off my chest, is that I was really let yeah. down by, by the people that said what they said because I don't believe it will change. I don't believe that they'll speak to people because I know it hasn't happened. Because every time when I made a complaint about a steward, I was took into the club to show me what I'd done wrong. Not that there was, we get your side of it, but if that, that conversation really didn't happen, it was, well, you did, this is why he acted like that. Well, hang on, is that really, is that really yeah. what we're talking about here? It's a real disregard to accept responsibility. And that's the yeah. big thing. These guys are paid a lot of, it doesn't even matter about the money, but they, they've been at the club a long time. And I, I personally believe they're the problem. And if you're going to start quoting Hillsborough and stuff like this and not listen to what's actually happening and not actually acknowledge what's happening, you're the root cause, you're the problem. I think for me, the the worst things that came out from that were obviously some of the messages we got back, some of the experiences that people shared with us after listening to the podcast, because obviously they weren't necessarily at the meeting, so they didn't get a chance to have their say at the meeting. And again, I will come back to the fact that perhaps if we had a few more forums going back, a lot of these things could have been ironed out sooner, but we didn't. We kept saying, oh, we can't have forums or at your places anymore. All of a sudden, they're back. Guess what? People are telling you what they think. And there was, a, I think there was a, a fair amount of resentment in the room. But the other thing that's telling for me is that after the first of those meetings, which was the commercials meeting, there were minutes from that meeting, circular, well, not minutes, but notes and an appraisal of what was said and how it was responded to in an official email from the club. Now, this meeting that we went to was on the, I think, the 11th of January, correct me if I'm wrong. As we speak now, it's the 22nd. We haven't heard anything. There's been no communication from the club at all. So anybody that didn't go to that meeting that hasn't listened to our podcast and doesn't follow us on Twitter will not be aware necessarily of the issues that were raised in that room. And that's wrong. That needs to be addressed. People need to know what was said and they need to know how it was responded to as well. That's my take from it. Obviously, you and I, Pete, we, we spoke at length about this the day after, but it's interesting to hear Cole's response to that because obviously you've actually had first-hand experience of how Andy Jenkins deals with things and from what we said and obviously we've spoken about this in the past it doesn't sound as if it's handled particularly well it's a slap on the wrist and don't do it again thing you were also told you were being watched was that yeah, by, yeah. The stewards? by the yeah. stewards by, by, by one of the head stewards that we, we were being watched and that we'd been identified as a potential problem which anybody that knows me or, or, and knows the people that I associate with we're not 
problems. We're not these youths that were wearing all these scarves and things over their heads and looking for trouble. And that, that, that's just not us. We're, we're there to, to support the team. And I, I personally feel because we've got a, a, a platform and an opinion to say the things that we say, it's people at the club listen. And whether they want to accept that or not, people at the club are listening to this. They're listening to the outpour, and and rightly so. But what they should be doing is listening to the supporters. We've got women basically saying that they've been groped as they've gone into the into the stadium. How's that acceptable? Mm. We've got we've got this club has got so many different supporters groups across the thing. Whether you agree with it or not, I've got my own opinion of them, but. And my whole thing has always been: if you're if you wear a Watford shirt, you'll do for me. I don't care religion, sexual preference, any of that. Not doesn't interest me. But if you wear a Watford shirt, I'll support you. And we've got women that are going through this, and we've got a, a, a women supporters group that I don't know if they're aware that this is happening. And if they are aware of it's happening, where are they? The women are mm. Watford. And I'm not calling them out. I'm not being negative towards them. But this is surely what you were there to do. You're there to support women because that's why you've created this group, surely. I, I, I might be speaking out of turn here, and this might not make the edit, but I, I hope it does because I, I really don't understand where the women of Watford are currently in this because they should be all over this. But I think your point and my point marry at this point, which is unless the women of Watford listen to our podcast or follow our social media, perhaps they aren't aware of it and they may only be aware of it once the club released the minutes from the meeting. Yeah. So that's a benefit of the doubt thing for me. If they are aware of it, then I think they should be using their voice to call this out and for their experiences to be made wider known. Yeah. I think I think that that's there's a whole there's a whole that's one bit that I took away the women that were obviously there and talking about their experiences a father taking his teenage daughter that's that that it it makes me it, it gives me goosebumps it's horrendous that anybody mm. should experience that not just at football but in in society in general but we're we're talking about the original family club which I get told time and time again by Dave Messenger and, and people like that that we're trying to I, I think we are still the original family club and because of this X, Y, and Z. And we do a lot of good and there's a lot of good people trying to do a lot of good things. But we've got to break that concrete wall, which unfortunately are the are the two gentlemen, and I say two gentlemen because there was a third there, but I, I he's a different set of circumstances because I think he's actually one of the good ones who's trying. But the the other two, they're the problem for me. And I'll call them out. They are the problem. At the moment, I think that's us covered, Peter. I think obviously you you ought to have your say. Yeah, no, it's difficult at the moment. I think everybody probably has heard quite enough from me, both on the night and subsequently on the podcast. The thing I come back to is that there are good people at the club, and we are reliant and dependent on them doing the right thing with this. We are in conversation. I am in conversation. Uh, with them. I'm not going to say anything more than that. There are good people at the club and we have to give this a chance to play through. The one thing I will say is that for me, I think the events of that night, despite other reports, and I'm talking about numerous reports, there's been things on the Watford mailing list, there's different things on the forum. A lot of people went along who haven't had any of these experiences. And when I, I don't understand what all the problem is why the anger because i haven't seen it therefore i don't i can't contextualize it and i've got a great deal of, of sympathy for them looking at it going why are you having a go at our club we're not at all we're not at all i have seen some of it i've seen a lot of it i've seen some processes put into place that can only have been put in place by one of those two gentlemen or both of them that that 
absolutely put people's safety at jeopardy it, on the interests of making sure that certain people weren't sitting in a certain seat. And it was the whole thing on the night was we can't talk about individual cases. They're individual cases. We know that a lot of people have been told that they were the only people who've said about this. So if you're going to try and uh, try and brush it aside, the thing that you turn around and say is you're the only one who's saying this. The problems you are the common denominator. Do you know what? Anybody who's listening to this, who's had an experience, you are not alone. There have yeah. been a number and the number that have come back from our relatively small smattering of listeners, and thank you so much for the people who've heard it and seen the, the Twitter and come back in and, and answer, that will only be a very small portion of the women and the children who have either been illegally or immorally searched. Groping is absolutely what I would call it. If one of those stewards happened to be the head of the Spanish FA, they would have been out of a fucking job, right? Mm. That's the level of things that we're talking about here. We we have to give certain things time, and in a way, I really desperately wish we weren't at home to Southampton because I'd like to have had a f- more time for this to play out. But things are going on. We'll find out what happens. But I'm absolutely committed to make sure that this never ever fucking happens again at Watford. It's fundamental. Yeah, it's absolutely fundamental that this must never happen. No woman must come to Watford and have this done to her. No child should come at the age of 13 and being frisked and searched in front of their parents. Can you imagine how distressing that is to see your daughter being frisked when you're telling them how old she is? and what? It is? Now, I've even gone into the level of stop and search, right? The police have a right to do stop and search. They need a certain level, right, of reasonable suspicion, basically. You go into the le- – what does reasonable suspicion mean? It means there has to be evidence as to why they're doing something like this. The search criteria and the criteria with which people are more than patted down – let's be honest here. It was described as patting down on the night. It is significantly more than patting down, especially when it comes to some of these – the attention, shall we say, that some of the women have been getting – it goes way beyond stop and search rights and levels. You're turning around and saying, I have a reasonable suspicion because I want to check this youngster who is with their family on the basis that, and quote unquote on the night, they may be a mule being given pyrotechnics. Well, I don't know about you. I can't remember the last time we saw a flare. It must be, we must see what, a dozen a game? No, we don't. It's like another one. It's another imaginary fucking problem that you're solving by inconveniencing and making very unpleasant the match they experience of 95% of the crowd. It's fucking shameful. And it is by no means the Watford way. And it shouldn't be. And people should be standing up who've, who've had this and saying, yes, literally me too. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And I think that it's important that if you have experienced anything that isn't right with any stewarding, just tell the club. And going forward, if it happens, tell the club. Email Chris Hall. I think it's chris.hall at watfordfc.com. Tell him. Let him know what's going on. If you see Luther, Luther, this happened. I need to tell you this. Please make sure you bring this up on my behalf because we can't continue with this the way it is things have to change and i i think the tone that i got from the 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 club on the night is that they i think they do want to change it i don't think you can see some uncomfortable glances between them when questions were asked about really this is going on 
so let's see what happens. But I think it's important that the minutes or the notes from that meeting are published by the club. They own it and they go, these are the questions that were asked. This is how we answered them. And we will be investigating all of this and we are going to change. Yeah. There has to be noise from the club because at the moment... There's got to be a process. And at the moment, yeah. it's stalled. And, but the and, and is- as I say, because there hasn't been widespread knowledge about this, it, it's going on in the background. So pe- it hasn't stalled. It's going on, but nobody knows that. And I get your point entirely on this. Well, no, I, I understand, but I need to put this forward. There are, as I say, people who exactly as you said there were absolutely appalled on the stories on the night in the club who are looking to try to do something, shall we say. We have to give that time to play out. And I appreciate it's been 11 days since then to now, but this is something that has to take a period of time. Otherwise, it, it could be it could go sure e- even further wrong in a different direction, so to speak. It has to be done within, within sure. a, a level of, of inquiry and investigation internally. And I, I think the reason why we haven't seen something come out in terms of minutes is because I think the club would dearly like to say exactly what you just said, but I think they'd like to say more, which is this is what happened, this is what we heard, this is what we have done, and this is well, this is this is where we are taking this. But I think they want to yeah, I think they I want agree. to desperately show yeah. something. Can you imagine if there was a journalist there that night? Things would be different though if that was reported in a newspaper. So I think the club can count themselves quite lucky that that hasn't happened because, uh, as I say at the moment, it's largely contained to whoever listens to this podcast and whoever reads our social media and whoever passes on stuff from our, from both, right? So, and again, there will be people that have never experienced this. There will be people that have gone into the yep. ground and never, ever had a problem or people that just accept it as part of the match day experience. I, I expect to be frisked and asked for my ticket four times and well, that's fine. That's fine, but it's the fact is that it was acknowledged by the club. It's not right, so things have to change, and we'll see what happens. But please publish the the minutes from that. I think people need to know. Read your emails when they come in from Watford, everybody, because that will be in your inbox at some point. You need to read it and digest it. Yeah, yeah. It, it will be a summary because that was what what came out. So I just checked. It, it wasn't a, a minutes of the commercials. Nobody was sitting there taking the minutes, but it, it was a summary, and we pretty much already put ours out, and it was very similar to that. And uh, the, the young gentleman Henry, who was uh, who also did something out on Twitter as well in in writing, which was very good. But obviously, nothing out about that. And I fully understand why people are protective of their club because absolutely we are. But this is about protecting the club from outsiders who happen to be within. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. 
It's the 90th minute. All your mates around, you've got your McNuggets share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? <whistles> At participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery free in terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.